A Focus Summary of Chapters 9 and 10 of Frankenstein After the death of Justine, Victor suffered under a weight of despair and remorse. He reflected that he had begun life with good intentions, but those hopes had been blasted, and his sense of guilt brought on a hell of tortures. Solitude became his only consolation. Observing Victor's anguish, his father pleaded with him not to indulge in immoderate grief. But Victor felt incapable of hiding his grief and consoling his friends, because his sorrow was mixed with remorse and terror. The family retired to their house on the lake in Belrive. Victor would often spend sleepless nights sailing or drifting aimlessly on the water, and there, amidst the peace, he would consider drowning himself and ending his calamities forever. All that restrained him was the thought that he would be leaving his family unprotected against the fiend he had created. He longed for the serenity that would allow him to focus on the consolation of those he loved, but he was too racked by remorse and fear. He felt sure that worse crimes were to come, and he dreamed of meeting the monster on the highest peak of the Andes and pushing him to his death. Alphonse's health was shaken, and Elizabeth had become despondent, believing pleasure a sacrilege toward the dead. She told Victor that she had lost her benevolent outlook on life, and had come to see men as monsters, thirsting for each other's blood. In a world where William is killed, Justine condemned, and the true murderer free, she feels that happiness is impossible." Her words filled Victor with agony, since he thought of himself as the true murderer. Seeing his anguish, she urged him to calm himself and to feel thankful for his loving family and beautiful native country. But nothing, not even her tender words, could redeem his soul from woe. One day, hoping bodily exercise and change of place would help him cope with his sorrows, he wandered on horseback through the Alpine valleys to the village of Chamonix. The raging rivers and majestic mountains spoke of a power mighty as omnipotence, and he ceased to fear anything less almighty than their creator. The sublime valleys, snowy mountains, and immense glaciers he saw on his journey brought him a sense of pleasure that had long been lost— but he soon found himself fettered again by grief, fear, and despair. He reached the village of Chamonix, and there fell into a sleep that he blessed as it overcame him. The sublime scenes of imperial nature elevated Victor's spirit, subdued his grief, and diverted his mind from the thoughts over which it had brooded for so many months. But when he awoke the following morning, Melancholy again clouded his every thought. He resolved to ascend to the top of a mighty glacier, the sight of which had once filled him with a sublime ecstasy. The trail was precipitate, and the scene desolate, with its somber pines, vast mists, and dark skies. After arriving at the top of the ascent, Victor spent two hours crossing its uneven surface until he reached the bare rock of the opposite mountain. Gazing upon the stupendous scene below, his heart swelled with something like joy. And then 
he beheld the figure of a man bounding over the crevices in the ice, and, as he neared, perceived that it was the wretch whom he had created. He trembled with rage, and prepared to engage him in mortal combat. When the monster came close, Victor called him a devil, and expressed his determination to wreak vengeance on his miserable head. Then the monster spoke, telling Victor he expected this reception. He called himself the most miserable of creatures, and he rebuked Victor for detesting and sporting with the life of the being he created. Then he offered Victor an ultimatum, comply with his conditions, or he will glut the maw of death with the blood of Victor's remaining friends. Victor gave vent to his rage again, and sprang upon him, but the monster warned him that miserable as his life was, he would defend it. He called himself a fallen angel. He had been benevolent and good, but misery made him a fiend. He said that if Victor would again make him happy, he would be virtuous. Victor declared him an enemy, and told him to be gone, or else stay and fight to the death. The monster tried again to move him to compassion. He said his soul had once flowed with humanity, but his Creator abhorred him, men spurned and hated him, and he was driven to evil. He begged Victor to hear his tale, and only then to judge what he deserved. Victor cursed him again, and ordered the monster to relieve him of the sight of his detested form. The monster placed his hand over Victor's eyes, saying thus he was relieved of the sight, but demanding that he listen to his story. He warned Victor that it depended on him whether he would forever quit the neighborhood of man or become a scourge on their existence. Moved by both curiosity and compassion, Victor agreed to follow the creature to his hut upon the mountain. They crossed the threshold, the monster with an air of exultation, and Victor with a heavy heart. And sitting by the fire, the monster began his tale.